Welcome to The Elephant in New York, presented by the Fearless People Experience. Do you know those things in the workplace that make work suck, but remain unchanged? Well, those are the elephants we're here to talk about. We believe that these topics can and should be addressed with common sense, courage, and compassion. We may not have all the answers, and we're definitely not always going to be right. But we're here to build a better people experience. You got to start somewhere. Let's go. Welcome back to the Elephant in the Org, everyone. I'm Danny Gletch, and I'm joined this week, as always, by Kasha Dora. Hello. And Marion Anderson. Hi. Yes, just waving doesn't work, Marion. You have to say something. This is an audio. I said hi. (laughs) Yeah, after waving for two seconds. Okay, I'll edit it out. Oh, ladies, what is the elephant in the org that we we need to talk about this week? Oh, well, I think that um, given where we are in the year, you know, we're getting towards the end of the year. It's Thanksgiving here in the US soon. And what does that mean for organizations? Holiday parties. It does. Yes. Love them or loathe them. It's coming. And that brings a whole lot of pain for my HR colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it starts like how early in advance is is HR? One, are they responsible for planning the party? And two, how early do they start planning that communication of like, please for the love of sweet baby Jesus, act like an adult at our holiday party. Yeah. Sweet little five pound, two ounce baby Jesus, please. Yes. All the prayers to Ricky Bobby. Here we go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or, or whatever deity that you believe in. Um, yeah. You know, back in the day, back in the day when I was very early in my career, it would normally be you know, you'd get that that email, memo, no, it would definitely had emails in my lifetime. Um, uh, Don't tablet. <laughs> exactly. Harrier pigeon. Um, you would get that message, you know, around the company's expectations at holiday parties and any, any inappropriate behavior would be disciplined. And, you know, it was very austere. And to be fair, I grew up in Scotland and we drink a lot. So it's probably not, uh, it's probably not uncalled for or unjustified but you know the world I think has moved on a lot since those days and it's funny because when I you know look in LinkedIn and I see some of my my HR colleagues saying things like oh no here we are it's Christmas again like it's time to deal with the you know the the misbehaviors and the you know sending out policies and things and you know we we talk a lot about on our podcast about being progressive and you know we're there to be strategic partners we're not there to be the policy and procedure police Mm -hmm. so I'd love just to get into this a little bit today and get you you know get your thoughts on this and you know why are we still doing this and what do we need to do better let's talk about the real elephant of holiday parties like the elephant inside the elephant like Russian nesting dolls it's you wouldn't really have to do this if there weren't alcohol at the parties that alcohol is the issue right like that's the the real thing that is causing these memos that need to be put out yeah i think so i mean 
the uh, the bad yeah. behavior, that one apple, right? You always hear the one bad apple. Um, but, you know, if it didn't happen at your company, you heard about something that happened down at the Marriott last year. Woo. Yeah. Right. Like you always you hear these these stories that become bigger than themselves. And then you end up with a movie like Bad Bosses or something. But, you know, it, there there is a truth to that. Like, how much do you trust the people that you work with and the people that work for you? when given an opportunity to air quote let loose right like whenever mm-hmm. that that concept of yeah like if there's a memo going out it's because you're you're worried about bad behavior you're worried about poor language you're worried about harassment things like you're worried about all, like an entire just ticker tape really <laughs> of of problematic issues exactly keeps going <laughs> You know, yeah. someone someone steals a chair. Now you're on the hook because you got to pay for it at the hotel. Like the, when people get rowdy, people people do really silly things. And it's great when you're having fun with your friends. It's not so great when it's at the place of work and now it's other things. Now, you know, there's ways <laughs> to mitigate it. Companies can do like, here's two drink tickets or it's a cash bar. And like now you're, you're paying your own money to get this alcohol. Mm-hmm. Either way, the alcohol isn't, you know, you lose your inhibitions and- in a professional context, in a coworker context, you, you know, like the people that you respect and respect you might might not want to see you like that, and it might yeah. be the opposite where you don't want to see people like that, right? Like alcohol is such a tricky subject because there's so many people who choose not to partake, and when we and are not, they feeling we, excluded, right? Yeah, like, it's it can be very exclusionary, and I think the struggle. Like that elephant in the elephant when it comes to HR as well is like, how do we create a holiday party that's also psychologically safe for the people who attend it, right? How do they feel included? How do they feel like they belong? And that that tricky problem of not just the trust, but all of that ticker tape stuff, like it's weirdly complicated when you start thinking about it. And, and normally you see it at such yeah. a face value. It's really weird sometimes. Really well, I... It really is. I was just going to say, there's so many layers within that as well, because, you know, you get the people that that don't want to drink or can't drink, maybe health issues, they're in recovery, they're pregnant, they're, you know, whatever, right? Um, And then you get the people who are social and enjoy a couple of drinks and want to, you know, have a few glasses of wine with their colleagues, which is absolutely fine too. And then you also get people who, for whatever personal reason, maybe just don't enjoy the holidays. Maybe they've lost a family member this year. They're grieving. They're going through something. Um, and that can, you know, make it a very uncomfortable experience when you're not really feeling the the holiday vibes. So mm. it, it, going back to your bigger point, Kasha, it's like, how do you find a way to bring everyone together and, and enjoy each other in an inclusive way? which truly is as inclusive as it can be. Um, and that is, I think, the the Holy Grail, how it's very difficult, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, It is. And I, I think this is one of those points where we need to remind everyone that the, the people part of your business, human resources, is not responsible for creating your culture. Mm-mm. Right. There's not. You some... say that a little louder. Just, just want to make sure everyone heard that. Okay. You know. <laughs> Subtitles, Danny. Say that again. <laughs> it, 
HR is not responsible for creating, maintaining your culture. There's no initiative that they can do that's going to create this inclusivity that no matter what you're really going through, that you're going to be welcome. Yeah. That no matter how you want to partake in um, the the events of the, the holiday party, you're still included. You belong. That it's going to be a psychologically safe place, right? It's a place that like these holiday parties are an opportunity to expose what your culture really is. It's mm. not a place to create it. You're not creating engagement. You're exposing what engagement you really have. Are, are people only engaged if it's going to be a rager because they're stressed out and they need to release? And like, that's a part, like that's an okay, that's an acceptable thing for your culture. Is it, you know, like that work hard, play hard kind of thing that I think is so toxic. Like it, is that your actual culture? It's going to show up and guess what? No memo from HR is going to keep people behaving well. And it's right. Those little opportunities of are people just professional? Do they just want to have a couple glass of wines with their colleagues? um, A couple of beers, a, a cocktail, right? Like there's no one that's preferable over the other, but if people are lining up shots and things, You might just be like, that's a red flag that like, oh, our culture is not very professional, is it? Yeah. And again, it's all very subjective and it's very um, environmentally, uh, you know, impacted depending on the conditions, right? No matter what, there's conditions. Exactly. But not even just the culture, but, you know, the type of organization is the, 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 age range of employees you know we Mm -hmm. talked about in Scotland you know we drink obviously younger than we do in the US it's 18 and when I think about Glasgow on a Friday night in December you know it is full of of you know I mean every type of person obviously every age range but you know you you will see um, a large amount of young Scottish males uh, you know, from the ages of, I don't know, 18 and to 20s, and they're absolutely hammered, right? Because there's that culture of finish work, you finish early, go out and you you, you get on it and you start drinking. So um, it, it, it really isn't like everything we talk about. It's not a one fits, a one size fits all approach. It's, absolutely. You know, it's so nuanced. The other thing that we've not really thought about as well, and, and it's more relevant than ever is the amount of remote workers that we have now. Okay. I mean, obviously it's coming down from where it was, but you still want to create a holiday experience for those that might not be in the same state or the same country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, for whatever reason, it's not practical to fly everybody in to get together over the holidays. You know, not every company can afford that. Um, so it's how do you create those experiences as well, where you maybe have some of your people together, some are not. You know, the ones that are together all say, right, last Friday before Christmas or whatever, we'll all go out for lunch. But then you've got Betty and Johnny and Paul who are in different states who are not feeling part of that. So how do you tackle that as well? How do you maintain well, I, that inclusion and belonging no matter yeah. where you are in 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 the space of things, right? Well, I know point. the answer is not an hour long virtual happy hour. What? Um, that is <laughs> well, that is, I mean you oh, got to bring man. the alcohol back to it somehow, Danny, and that's clearly <laughs> the only way to do it. 
Gotta get bad behavior on camera now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there are some different I'm tools joking. now that that function as video calls, but you can like roam around and actually mingle in different mm. groups. Um, and they, they give you some of that like sense of proximity and freedom to interact with who you want. It's not just like everyone in a room and there's really one speaker at a time, which is very like unnatural socially for people. Um, yeah. but like I what you brought up i did not do my homework i do not have the solution the answer i did not check it um i was too busy doing long division with ari last night and i i don't know like that's such a good question of like are you creating that sense of closeness that that proximity that inclusion that belonging throughout the year and then how do you replicate that now you know org wide or division wide for these holiday celebrations. Yeah, yeah, I think Danny, I think I think that's where it actually does loop back around a little bit to how you've created your culture around including a, a whole workforce, right? Mm-hmm. Like is it something where you're a company large enough, healthy enough to say, you know what, once a quarter, two times a year, we're going to fly everyone out and that just happens to coincide with it. And they do their like bi-yearly whole company get together, right? Like some companies do that. But like Miriam was talking about earlier, it, no matter what we look at, when we look at a, uh, a a company holiday party and just companies in general, right? It's so diverse. There's so mm-hmm. much context, whether you're looking at I'm not a fan of these phrases, but like white collar, blue collar, you're looking at people who are in trades versus people who are on the 87th floor in a banking building. You know what I mean? Like you could be looking at very different cultures, just inherently based on the industry, the work, the location, like every single socioeconomic factor you can think of. And then it all affects how the people expect things out of their business. Like we're talking about just the other, the other perspective, right. Of like, what, what does it look like from the people HR space when you're mm-hmm. trying to plan it and you're trying to kind of cover things, but then also like all of those factors, all of those conditions, what does your actual audience want out of the holiday party? What are they mm-hmm. expecting and how have you built that culture around connectedness yeah. and, and is your, the the concept of remote works in some industries and it doesn't in others, right? Like there's, there's so many things like you, you can't be a, a lineman on an electric in an electric company and and be remote. You're gonna have to be on a truck and you're gonna have to be yeah. moved around. So it, it's such an interesting thing because there isn't a one size fits all, but the I think that's where like the goal of HR in that particular moment or, or people and culture or whatever your 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 department is really named, right? Is to set the intent of the event. Yeah. And you might have to give some guardrails, but build the guardrails in like a, here's what we're planning for the event. And now people then know what to expect because yeah. you, you've got all those human factors at play. And at the end of the day, your holiday party is going to be what 15, 20, 40, 200 people make it, not what your team of one to five mm-hmm. yeah. make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think that intention piece is really important. And Um, you know, it brings me back to the practicalities of it because again, as much as I don't enjoy the parts of the job that do make us the policy and procedure place, you know, I'm very, uh, I try to stay away from that as much as possible. 
at the, the end of the day, our job is to protect our people, right? It's to protect the team and mm-hmm. it's to protect the business. It's both. And, you know, so we have to make some common sense uh, judgments and decisions. And, you know, it, it, it's there's lots of things you can do that are common sense, right? Bake into your budget that everybody gets an Uber ride home, right? Yeah, That's right. A basic. Um, you know, again, the drink token idea I think works well. We you limit people's drinks. You keep the event to a certain time. If people decide to go out after the official work event and it's on their own accord, well, the, the weight's off you at that point, right? You know, you've facilitated, you've been responsible, you've given them their one or two drinks or whatever. But, you know, in the US, there's varying rules state by state. And ultimately, I think from a practical standpoint, to keep yourself right, common sense. Don't feed people tons of alcohol. You know, don't make it unlimited. Make sure there's food. Make sure they have access to Ubers. Don't do it on Make company. sure there's, yeah, make sure there's water. Water <laughs> is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Don't How- offer that decaf yeah. coffee at the end of the night to everyone <laughs> yeah exactly don't don't just go out and buy a ton of booze at costco and then let everyone half at it like have a bartender have someone that's mm-hmm. trained and knowing when someone's been over served and you know, we'll, yeah well and, and give how, them guidance to actually cut people off i was gonna say and and tell them to lower that bar like this isn't a like you know your normal bartender that's like oh this person's just like about to pass out let me not serve them it's yeah. We want to make sure everyone could drive home, even though we are offering them Ubers. Let's yeah. like slow people down a little bit, bartender guy or yeah. or girl. That's let's be inclusive of our bartenders. Yeah. So th- there's all those practical things. I think it's just you know from a personal standpoint, um, your people team want to be able to enjoy themselves as much as everyone else. Now, yeah. I, I'm a little old school, um, just of how I was. I came up through business where I wouldn't necessarily drink a, a bunch in front of my team, right? Nobody mm-hmm. needs to see me, you know, swinging off a podium at three in the morning. So, you know, that's uh, <laughs> and it's, it's going to live rent free in my mind. <laughs> it has happened, yeah. So nobody needs to see that, um, but you know, you still want to show that human side. So yeah, I'm going to have a glass of wine, two glasses of wine. That's fine, but. Yeah. No, it's it, you're also mentally approaching it from already knowing your limits, exactly. knowing you, you have that that mental awareness of how it could impact you. And you want to be respectful, not only of everyone around you, but also you are cognizant of your reputation and you want to maintain that as well, which mm-hmm. then I think really brings it back to that aspect of it's not just hr it's everyone else that's building the culture around it, it brings it right yeah. back to it it's can you police yourself and, and police in the like i'm using massive air quotes with my hands um can you show that self-discipline can you be there for your colleagues and also like help them stay within the bounds of what's appropriate right of uh, encouraging them to do the things that are good and discouraging them the things that like they shouldn't actually be doing it that right that's what your culture really is and let's lean on let's lean on that and let's treat people like adults and let's also coach those adults a little bit towards those (laughs) bounds of what's appropriate and what's not right we all we all need those little reminders right the buddy system never hurt anybody (laughs) absolutely (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure 
But oh. I think that brings us back to a good place, doesn't it? Just to it's really is your culture, your your intentions, your connections. And that shouldn't just happen the last four weeks of the year. That needs to be, you know, all the way through all 365 days. And and it's not just the job of three HR to four people. Your, no. Yes, right. Yeah. All right. It is the collective. <laughs> If, if anyone has any great practices they have for making these holiday parties get pulled off really well, please send us a message on LinkedIn or email us at Marion. I can't remember. Oh, my goodness. Elephant <laughs> at thefearlesspx.com. Yes, that's the one. Elephant at thefearlesspx.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, notifications, share the podcast. And we'll see you next time.